Yo, what's going on everybody? Welcome to another episode of J Rides World. So glad that you guys came. I'm so glad that you guys can make it, man. Man, this is awesome. So for those of you that listen to uh, the story that I like to call the Motel 6 scam, I really appreciate it. A bunch of people have been listening to it and have been giving me some feedback on it. On Instagram, they've been DMing me saying, hey man, that's a good story. This effed up that a girl would do that to your friend. Man, I hate, I mean, it is, it is, but for those of you guys that don't know the Motel 6 scam, then you guys need to go back to that episode. They released it as a bonus uh, last, uh, last f- f- nah, I released it as a bonus on Wednesday. <laughs> See, I did too, I did, I do too much stuff, guys. I do too much stuff to the point where it's just like, I don't even remember when I released my episodes or at least my bonus clip, but I released it on Wednesday. And so the Motel 6 game is there for you guys to listen to. And people are still sending me uh, feedback about and all of the fun stuff. So what's new, people? What's new? I want to know exactly what's new with you. A bunch of you guys have been sending me voice clips and all the other fun stuff. You guys are keeping me in the loop about what's going on in your guys' lives, man. And let me tell you, it's like I have friends from like India <laughs> in Spain and everywhere in the world man i just gotta say like it's it's an honor it's an it's an honor just uh to meet some of you guys and basically to call some of you guys you know my brand new friends from all over the world and so i mean i've always wanted to make an impact on people's lives and i guess uh, this is it podcasting and all the other fun stuff man youtube though guys youtube is uh, that my YouTube channel is popping, man. <laughs> it's popping. I mean, I hate to brag, but that's basically what it is. It's popping. Uh, if you guys hear me pause for long periods of time, before I go any further, uh, I mean, I'm in my room. I'm recording this in my cottage with my crazy dog because my mom has a bunch of her friends over. They're having some big Thanksgiving uh, lunch or something like that, and so my mom asked me to take my crazy dog into my cottage. You know, because there's a bunch of, because her friends have a bunch of kids and my dog gets a little crazy around kids to the point where she's just like, she doesn't know how to act. So she's just biting kids and like scratching them and I, so anyway, but you know how it is. You guys, you gotta have, you have to do stuff for your mom. All right. And I love my mom. She's, she's awesome. All right. So I'm in it with my crazy dog. Uh, but where was I, man? Where was I? Uh, shoot. Uh, YouTube. YouTube, man. YouTube is popping. You know what I started doing, everybody? I started reacting to Michael Jackson. Not music videos, because you, you I, for some odd reason, anytime I react to a music video, YouTube is on everyone's butts about copywriting, so I can't upload any music videos. And that's just, it's like, come on now, man. And it's like, and I feel bad. For those of you guys that don't know YouTube's new terms of service or whatnot, I'm, they're, they're changing everything. So people that are, that react to music videos and all the other fun stuff for a living, their videos are going to get taken down immediately by YouTube for copyright. I don't know how they're going to survive, but I don't know, man. YouTube is, oh uh, yeah, YouTube is, they're cracking down. They are cracking down, but I just reacted to some of Michael Jackson's live stuff, and eh, more people are starting to look at it, man. I, I don't get it. 
I guess people listen listen to what they want to listen to or watch what they want to watch on YouTube. Because before I was really big into covers, I used to just sit on my cajon. Cajon's like a box drum, and basically just play the cajon while I sang a song, while I covered a song, or play a song that I wrote. And people don't look at it. But then as soon as I upload a reaction, <laughs> a reaction video to the news or Michael Jackson, then next thing you know, I get a bunch of comments and a bunch of views and likes and stuff. Uh, and then people start sending me requests. And, and all. it's yeah, life-changing in, in a way. Well, I mean, it's weird. It's weird to be like, man, it's like, how is it that I only got two views on an original song that I wrote, but then the next video is a reaction to Billie Jean by Michael Jackson live from Madison Square Garden at his 30th anniversary back in 2001. Next thing you know, it's like 4,000 people viewed it, and it's, uh, it's, you know, it's like, uh, don't you, it's like, don't you guys listen to, didn't you guys check out the last video? Oh, yeah, I mean, it's good, but I mean, we like Michael. You know, Michael's great. Michael's great. <laughs> So, I mean, I I have no, uh, I mean, I don't disagree there. Michael is the king of pop. And Wade Robson and James Safechuck, if you're listening to this right now, man, I mean, I hope you guys get exactly what you guys deserve with that documentary that just came out, that fraudimentary that I call Leaving Neverland. I gave a review on it on on YouTube, and I also gave a review on it uh, on this podcast. And there's an episode, it's called Leaving it's called the Leaving Neverland Review, and I just basically give you guys my opinion about what I thought about the fraudimentary right there on my podcast. So you guys are free to go back and listen to that. But it's <sighs> a crazy dog, man. Man, anyway, yeah, you, my YouTube channel is growing, man. But. <sighs> I, don't know. I mean, I never really thought that I was actually going to be into YouTube like I am right now. Like, if you would have asked me last year how much I was really into YouTube, and if I ever thought about it was like making money on YouTube and posting consistently every single day, if you would have asked me that last year, I would have been like, uh, I mean, I don't know. But, <laughs> you know, it wasn't really for me. But now, since I gotten into it and started posting consistently and all the other fun stuff, you know, because social media is the way to go, people. If you guys want to post, like, anything, if you guys are, like, if you are like a dating coach or a life coach, you guys want to give advice. If you're creative, you want to post your art, your music, um, all the other fun stuff, then social media is the way to go. That is how you are going to get to the people. That's the fastest way to get to the people. Uh, the only thing that I believe that some of us get worried about is, you know, well, I'm not getting as many views on this, or I'm not, people aren't liking this as much as my other stuff. And, you know, just to the point where it's, you know, it makes you feel bad, it makes you feel self-conscious, and then it just makes you give up. The guys, the key is that you guys don't, you guys don't have to give up. You guys just keep on going, okay? And I promise you, you keep on going, and if you put in the hard work, which is something that I've learned, or I'm continuing to learn, then you know what? It's going to come out good for you in the end. And I feel as if, like, we think that, 
success happens overnight, you know. And I'm going to be honest with you. In some cases, it does, you know. That <laughs> that one video that goes viral in less than 24 hours. and Yeah, that's that's one thing, you know. And, and, and there's some sort of stupid video, too, like a, like a monkey or like, like, like a gorilla being human and stuff like that. A, a gorilla shaking a dude's hand can go viral in like 24 hours. And then that's thing you know, then that gorilla is going to be on Ellen the next day. And then Ellen's going to be asking the gorilla questions. And then, you know, it's it's, it's going to be cute. And then next thing you know, he's going to go down in history as like the greatest gorilla ever. I mean, that's just how the internet works. But <laughs> but that's that's one video. I mean... When you think about it, not many videos go viral like that. But what I'm trying to get at is that, like I said, success doesn't happen overnight. You guys got to really work at it. You guys got to really work hard at it. You got to work on your craft and work on your passion. And just like in, even people that are doing what they do professionally now, they're making money doing what they love. They're still learning, right? They're still learning to hone their craft and to to improve every single day nobody's perfect we're all looking for ways to improve so take that there right home with you take that there home with you i think i said it right i can't speak i have a monster of people so you gotta bear with me but then against my podcast i can do and say what i want however i want to say it so bite me oh man <laughs> ah sweet so speaking of Michael Jackson. I found this video on YouTube. And it was him. And I was listening to this last night. And it was Michael doing vocal exercises. So I'm going I don't have it pulled I don't have it pulled up yet. MJ vocal exercises. Here we go. It's like 20, it's 25 minutes. Listen up. And his vocal coach uh, was Seth Riggs back in the day. And this was 1994. Yeah, this, yeah, this was in 1994. Michael Jackson and Seth Riggs vocal training session. So, uh, rumor has it that Aaron Carter... A little brother of Backstreet Boy, Nick Carter, uh, had the same vocal coach as Michael did. So this is j- j- just listen, just listen. It's genius. That vibrato that he had, man. See what I mean? Even though Michael Jackson was, and I think still is, the even though he passed, the biggest pop star, the greatest entertainer the world has ever seen. He 
trains. He he trains his vocals so that way, you know, he won't sound like crap up there on stage, in a sense. So, you see what I mean, people? Success doesn't happen overnight. So, once you're on top of the world like Michael was, man, it's... He's still training his vocals, you know? That's what I mean. This dude can go high too, man. That's Michael. That's Michael training, man. So, like I said, man, it's like you can never be perfect. All right, no one's just perfect. Everyone's looking for a way to uh, to improve and all that other fun stuff. Especially whenever you get older and people that have been doing this for doing what they do for maybe like 30, 40 plus years and they're still doing it, man. I mean, you know, like Justin Timberlake said. In an interview, you know, he's, it's the same schedule, it's the same touring schedule, just older body, you know, you get older, as you get older, stuff in your body starts to change, and, you know, parts of your body get weaker, and, you know, you're just not as, you know, you're just not as, what's a nice word to say, I mean, you don't, you don't sound and feel as good as, you were whenever you're like 22. If you're if you're like 39, you know, pushing 40s, 50s, you know, you, you, your body changes. We're all we're all gonna get older, and our body's not going to be the same. So that's why it's always good to train your vocals. Or if you are a musician, you you know, work on your guitar. If you're a drummer, you know, make sure that you guys stretch before you play. You know, that's what I do. You know, stretch stretch before you play, and you know, work on your rudiments and all that other stuff. I'll, you know, so that way you can, you know, so that way you can be nice and loose and just ready to play and make sure that you guys eat right, exercise, and, you know, just treat your body well. Treat your body well. A lot of artists nowadays, they don't treat their bodies well because of stress and the media. The media really puts stress on some of these celebrities. And so, but if you just start eating and eating and, and you don't care about what, you don't care about what you're putting in your body. What you're putting in your body is really bad. And it's like, in don't do that, man. It's just gonna destroy. It's just gonna destroy your body. And you're not gonna feel great. So, just keep that in mind. So, that's why. So that's why I found that cool uh, recording of Michael training his vocals, man. I was like, what in the world? And so I don't know. It was pretty cool. It was, there's the whole the full video is like 25 minutes. I'm I'm gonna put a link down in the description uh, so that way you guys can go find it. But you know it's just 25 minutes of Michael training his vocals before a show, and yeah, uh, you know, I just thought it was pretty cool. Oh man. So what else is new? What else is new? I I found a tweet. That's right. I'm on Twitter. You guys can follow me on Twitter, J Rudd's World. And I found a tweet 
from Des Bryant. Now, I'm going to try to see if I can pull it up. This tweet. See if I can find it. That's why I should really save my stuff, people. So that way you can come prepared on a podcast and be able to transition smoothly. But that's not what I do. I just go with the flow of things. Here we go. Uh, Des Bryant, <laughs> he tweeted, I shouldn't have never played for the Saints. Wait until you hear the story. Y'all people will soon will see what real sacrifice is. Now, I don't know if this is a real Twitter account. Because I know that there's a bunch of people that just make fake Twitter accounts posing as celebrities and just saying like the dumbest stuff. But if this really is Des Bryant and he's tweeting stuff like that, it's just like, it's like, man, come on now. It's like, come on. I wonder what drives this, these some of these celebrities to say like the dumbest things in the whole planet. It's just like, man, like. Do you ever think before you post something? Here's the thing. The whole world is going to see it. Okay. And when you think about it, you're an idol to some of these little kids that want to grow up and be like you. You know, female celebrities too. You know what I'm saying? So, it's just think. If you're, if you're an idol to these little boys and these little girls that want to grow up and be like you. And then you're posting all this negative stuff on there trying to expose everybody. You know, trying to be the next Barbara Walters. I mean, it ain't going to work well for you. It's, it's not going to work. It's just like, watch your mouth. <laughs> watch your mouth. Stop doing it. Right. And Godfrey said in an interview, too. Uh, if you guys know, don't know comedian Godfrey, he's awesome. So, And Godfrey said in, uh, in, a, in a DJ Vlad interview. You know, he said it's always the wide receivers and the running backs causing problems for the team because they think that they're all that. <laughs> Hence my point. Des Bryant posting something like that. And then I I need to I need to go on Twitter because after that statement he said, then he went more into detail about what he meant. Yeah, more into detail about what he meant. And I might. Well, I'm going to pull it up. If I can find it. Like I said, guys, I really, I should really save these. Mm-hmm. Tell him, man, it's my crazy dog. <sighs> yes, there's awkward silence. There's a bunch of... There's a lot of awkward silence right now. But... It was desperate. Let's see 
here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's been. I don't know. He he's he's been in it, but basically, basically he was going on about how he got a twenty million dollar contract and he didn't take it and was just complaining and stuff like that. I should have never went to the Saints. I should have never went to the Saints. But didn't he get hurt though? For all you football fans out there, didn't he get hurt like as soon as he went over to the Saints? He got hurt. All the fun stuff. Uh, here's a tweet. He says, I really shouldn't be having conversations with y'all. Y'all wouldn't understand anyway. On my beautiful babies, I could care less if I played football again. I could be suited up right now, and I'm not because it's my choice. Big difference. Like, what? <laughs> it's like, all right, man. All right. You know, and <laughs> he, I don't know. He's just like. He's just going, I don't know, man. Come take a stroll around Dallas, Texas, and ask the people yourself. No camera, no nothing from the time I stepped foot in the league and still going. So this dude ain't making no sense in a way, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm telling you, people, it's always the wide receivers and running backs causing problems for the team, thinking that they're all that. But, I don't know, that's them. It's just like, if you're a celebrity... You know, tweet some good stuff. Why don't we tweet some positive stuff, right? Stop trying to expose everybody. You know what I'm saying? Just like, what, ha- what happened to keeping the stuff to yourself? Unless asked about it. Right? That's what I would do. If I, if I was a celebrity, if, if I was a celebrity, you know, I wouldn't be bringing my private life or talking about anything, you know, that doesn't involve, that doesn't need to be said. You know, unless if I was asked about it. And even if I was asked about it, even if I want, if I didn't want to talk about it, I'd say, you know what, I don't want to talk about it. That's my private life or whatnot. But if I want to talk about it and someone asks me about it, then i say, okay, cool, fine. Let me tell you what's going on. All right. Nowadays, celebrities and like all these athletes are just tweeting stuff just to tweet stuff, hopefully to get a response and all the other fun stuff. And it's just, I don't know, it's just weird. It's weird. It's disrespectful. Right? Because you're representing the team. So, what, Des Bryant used to be a cowboy. Now he's, uh, now he's a Saints. This was the Saints or something like that. I don't know. You're representing the team. You know what I'm saying? Just like Antonio Brown. <laughs> Remember whenever the Pages picked up Antonio Brown? And, as su- and I'm telling you, as soon as... As he went over to the Patriots team, Bill Belichick said, hey, look, you ain't going to be doing this crap. All right. So whatever crap that you were doing, you're not doing it. All right. You're representing the Patriots, the Patriots. All right. Biggest franchise of them all. You ain't going to be coming up in here acting like a damn fool. And so I guess he's been doing pretty good. The Patriots are on a roll, man. I mean, we lost to the Ravens. Here's the thing. Now, I brag all the time about my Patriots. All right, all the time I'm bragging about how good they are or whatnot. But whenever we lost to the Ravens, I brag until we lose to a team. But what, especially to the Ravens, if we lose to a team, then it, <laughs> then you know I, I I don't brag no more. I'm just like, oh okay, all right. But the thing is with that, 
And my coworkers, they clowned me so hard because I was so confident that my Patriots were going to win against the Ravens because, oh, man, oh, we're coming back. We're coming back. We're coming back. And then they lost. And the next thing you know, all my coworkers are laughing at me and stuff like that. And I was like, ah. <laughs> No, I was like, okay. <laughs> but they're uh, doing pretty good. Nine and one. And oh, and I told myself, I made a bet with my friend. And I shouldn't have made that bet. But <laughs> I bet him that the 49ers were going to receive their first loss before my Patriots. And that did not happen. Uh, <laughs> that did that did not happen. Uh, my Patriots received their first loss against the Ravens, and I believe the 49ers received their first loss. I want to say against the here. Let me let me see which team they. <laughs> the 49ers lost to the Seahawks who are also doing good so I felt <laughs> so I felt bad because one of my friends he's a Seahawks fan and so they went to they went to the game <laughs> they, they went to the 49ers Seahawks game and he <laughs> I don't know, he, he was pretty happy about it but I guess the people around him we're not very happy. But uh, all those two teams, the Patriots and the 49ers, they've been on a roll. So, I know. I mean, it was weird. The Patriots lost the game, and then the 49ers lost the game. So, I believe it's going to be them, too. Super Bowl. Super Bowl, I'm predicting it right here on J. Rudd's World Podcast. 49ers, Patriots. That will be a game to see. Yeah. And hearing that Colin Kaepernick, with his uh, practice, I heard that he was having a Saturday practice and was inviting all the coaches to go and watch him practice and all the other fun stuff. Good for him. It's about time we let him back in the NFL, people. I mean, I know that everyone was saying, oh, we're just waiting for all this uh, kneeling during the, during the National Anthem stuff to blow over. And all. I mean, no one heard about that. Like after, I'm like, like, like the controversy stopped, like, th like three games after during that season. So it's just like, let the man play football. That's about that time, you know what I'm saying? So like, I know he doesn't. I he was protesting and you know for what for what he believed in and all that other fun stuff. But like, and I know that wasn't a good look for football. <laughs> Especially for the 49. I mean, I know that I know that wasn't a good look, but at the at the same time, I mean, let the man play football. Dude's like 32 years old, you know. So um, it's about that time. He's been waiting for a shot, so it's a good thing that they're gonna give him a shot. I have no idea how that Saturday practice went. Uh, I just know that he had it last week. <sighs> so I pray that. 
he'll be assigned to a team. I know that you know he may not start on a team. <laughs> you know, he 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 may not be first string quarterback. He might have to work his way up. Uh, but because now, I mean, you see all these rookie quarterbacks, all these young quarterbacks. You know, I don't get what it is with all these young quarterbacks nowadays. You know, they want to run. Like the straight out of college, you know, everyone's everyone's running. I rarely see any of these young quarterbacks throw the ball. They always run and they slide over now, which is okay. But, I mean, I'm just saying, like, if you're a quarterback and you got the speed, if you got half the speed of a running back, then you should be a wide receiver or something like that. Not, if I'm going to do is run the ball. But I know I, that's not every quarterback. That's just some. But it's just like the ones that are just, like, out of college and all the other fun stuff. Let's run the ball. Oh. Well, that's good on them, but in a way, you know, if you mess around and you forget to slide, <laughs> then you're going to get hurt. You are going to get hurt, and it's not going to be good for you. No way, Jose. So, what else is new? What else is new? Oh, that's right. I went to you hear my crazy dog. So I went to practice. I went to church practice last night. And I, I was just meeting some more people because we had more people on the worship team. I mean, I play drums at Hillmar Covenant Church right there in Hillmar, California. And I was just starting to meet people, meet some more people that was on the worship team over there. Uh, little background. So I used to go to Hillmar a long time ago with a friend of mine, a good uh crazy dog with a with a friend of mine his name is Devin Shaver we used to lead worship over there all the time and whatnot and then he went off to school and I don't know for, for some reason worship wasn't fun without him and so I left <laughs> and uh and then I started playing drums at other churches and all the other fun stuff and then I recently just started going back and I don't know I just felt as if like God was calling me to go back and I don't know, it's been pure bliss ever since. So now the worship team is led under is led under uh this awesome, awesome worship leader. His her name is Brittany Stone Street. Brittany, if you're listening to this right now, you're awesome. We love you. And oh and I I can't wait. Can't wait for the future. Because I know you're gonna do great things. Um so I'm just starting to meet some people on the team some new people and I'm guessing that uh where was I going with this oh just a point this is a point that I have to make <laughs> I uh, uh phone call Christ here we go it's my sister hello Hello. We're all eating over here. We're making our plates. You're eating? Okay, I'm going to be over there in about uh, 30 minutes. 30? Yeah, in about 30 minutes. I'm doing a podcast. All the food's going to be cold. No, I don't care. I'll be over there in 30 minutes. Okay. All right, bye-bye. <laughs> so, yeah, my mom, my mom told me that she was going to call me or have my my sister text me or something like that whenever the food is ready because she wanted me to be in there with the dog <laughs> be in my room with the dog or whatnot so I'm not able to 
go in and enjoy the festivities or whatnot. Even though if I do go in there right now and get my food, I have to go back to my cottage with the dog. So, <laughs> well, then again, I mean, I love my mother. I do things for my mother, and so, so I mean, that's why I'm that's why I'm doing an episode of my podcast right now because, you know, this is the only time that I have to myself mainly because of all this, all this Christmas shopping and holiday stuff. So where was I going? Ah, uh, Hilmar. Yeah. So I posted a video on YouTube. Yeah, for those of you guys that don't know what my YouTube channel is, you guys go. It's called J Rudd. Uh, all the links and stuff of that should be in the description down below. But it's called J Rudd, and I posted a video of us doing a song called The Stand. And that, I don't know, it was, it was just awesome. It, it, it was just awesome the way that, you know, whenever you come together and you worship, there, there, was, there was a time whenever we hit the course and, and the chorus goes, I'll stand with arms high and hard up. And whenever we came in with a full beat and everyone was just jamming, it was a time of worship. And it's just, when you're worshiping, you guys just feel something. It's a, You feel something deep inside of you. And I was just feeling it. And so I recorded it. And now it's on YouTube. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. It, it, it's awesome. It's awesome. So I just wanted you guys to go. And check that out. So uh, that was a highlight of my night. Just going to worship practice and being able to, yeah, you know, just being able to play drums for the Lord and play music for the Lord. Because that's what I'm all about, people. And I've been getting a lot of questions. People have been sending me, uh, uh, people have been sliding in the DMs on Instagram. They want to know a story about how I got into playing drums and all that other fun stuff. Uh, I think I'm going to release that as a bonus clip. And I'll tell you guys on this podcast. And then uh, I'll tell you. And then I'll probably make a YouTube video about it. But then again, uh, people might not look at it at the YouTube video. <laughs> because, you know, they, it's not a Michael Jackson video. It's not a Cardi B video. <laughs> it's not a Jonas Brothers video. You know, you know. So I might, so cause since more people actually listen to the podcast than when they do, whenever they check out my YouTube channel, then I just might make an episode out of how I got started playing drums and might release it as a bonus clip or, or whatnot. But if you guys are following me on social media, then I will uh, keep you guys updated on that. But that was real cool. Real cool. And this is where, because afterwards, after practice, I went over to my friend's house, and my friend's a teacher, and he said that he just got through with parent-teacher conferences. Parent-teacher conferences were yesterday. And I don't know, it was weird, man, because I asked him. I looked him in the face, and, you know, I asked him kind of half-joking, kind of not half-joking. I said, so is there ever a time where you have to look a parent in the face and shake your head and say, look, uh, your kid's just not going to make it to the third grade. And, you know, of course, he started laughing. And he said, well, he said, I don't say it like that. But I do have to tell parents sometimes that, you know, their kid is not progressing, you know, the way that, you know, their, their kid is just not doing good. And so it's just like, it's like, how do you, like, if you're a teacher, how do you tell a student's parents that, they're not doing good, especially being that young. Uh, I remember whenever I was little, 
I was so disorganized as a kid whenever I was. I used to have folders and all the other fun stuff, but I'd just be shoving papers in, in, in my folder for, like, no apparent reason. And then I'd lose my homework half the time. Half the, I'd just be losing my homework. I, I'd do my homework, but I'd just be losing it all the time. And then I'd have to stay in for the during recess. They'd have to, you know, we'd have to stay in. And for those, for those that did not turn in their homework... They, those had to stay in during recess and do their homework, <laughs> you know. And if you had to redo it, then you know it's just like ah. <laughs> and recess wasn't even that long. Recess was like twenty minutes whenever I was a kid, and so I mean that was me. I was just inside all day long, all year long. That was me. You know, didn't even go to recess. <laughs> That's the only time I saw the light of day during school. Was uh, no, the only time I saw the light of day was PE. That was just about it. If we were outside during PE and we're playing kickball or basketball, then that's the only time that I would see the light of day. Because uh, I was just in there like doing homework. I was such a bad student, but I barely got by. <laughs> oh, I I just barely got by. And when it came to parent-teacher conferences, my parents would ask, even though whenever whenever I got to like middle school and high school, my parents would tell me, they'd be like, "So, is there anything that you want to tell us, so that we we wouldn't be surprised whenever we go and talk to your teacher?" And I, you know, some sometimes I sometimes I tell them the full truth. Sometimes I. Sometimes I lie to them and say, oh, no, you know, I'm doing good or something like that. And but it's weird because whenever I tell them the truth, like, OK, look, I mean, I may have missed a few assignments. I did bad on this test. I didn't study and, you know, all the other fun stuff. I tell them what they're going to expect and then they go in and then whenever they come back, you know, I'm surprised, like, <laughs> like my teacher would throw them a curveball, and then my parents would come home and be like, you, They're like, well, your teacher said that you did this, 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 and this, and then I'm shaking my head, being like, oh, yeah, I almost forgot to tell you that, uh, <laughs> they throw me a curveball, I don't know. I mean, math was my worst subject, like, I can never do math, like, there was a time where it's just like, I had to, <clears throat> where I had to show up early, like, my dad would drop me off early to school because there was tutoring at, like, 6.30, 7 o'clock after school. And so I had to go in there for math with my teacher, Miss Dukes, whenever I was a freshman at Grove High School, all freshman school at Paris, Tennessee. And Miss Dukes was my math teacher, and my dad would drop me off, and then I'd have to go and do uh, the math. It was algebra. And... You know, there and I'd be getting tutored in algebra and all that other fun stuff, and I don't know. Even with all the tutoring, I I don't know I just couldn't get it. it's like a plus a squared plus b squared. It's just like what in the world? <laughs> and there'd be times whenever, uh, and I used to hate it whenever teachers would call on you and you wouldn't even raise your hand and you don't even know the answer. And so I'd get like some outrageous number because I mean I'm not the brightest bulb in the bunch, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so there'd be times whenever I'd get like some outrageous number, and she wouldn't even be, and I wouldn't even be raising my hand, and Miss Dukes would call on me. She'd be like, "Joe, what'd you get for number six? And I'd get like for some outrageous number when I'm, you know, I don't know, like fifty-six or whatnot. And then she'd be looking, and then other kids would be laughing at me because they got like a totally different answer. 
And then she's like, how did you get 56? I'm like, man, I don't know. It's like, we're talking about, we're talking about 2 plus B and C or whatnot. It's like, we're talking about numbers and letters. And be like, how do we, it's like, how do we get to this? How do we get to this? Never am I ever going to use algebra in my whole entire life. Okay. I'm never going to use it. I I have never had to use algebra ever since I got out of high school. And it was bad, man. <laughs> it was so bad. I was such a bad student in school. And my family would tell me all the time, well, you know, if you maybe if you would have applied yourself a little more in high school, then you'd be able to go to a good college, be able to get a good job. But I stopped applying to my I stopped applying myself at third grade. I was done. All right. I hated school. All right, I used to get picked on a whole lot. All right, if you guys have ever seen me in my videos, my head comes up to a point, especially whenever it's shaved. My head comes up to a point. They used to call me penis head back in school. They did all day, every day. I'd hear penis head, just penis head that, penis head this, penis head that. <laughs> and then I go, and then, so, and then I go home and I cry. I go home crying and be like, man, they just won't stop calling me penis head, man. They won't stop calling me penis head. <laughs> And then, you know, as the years went by, you know, middle school, high school, and, you know, I just stopped caring. I was like, oh, you know what? Yeah, I got a penis head, so what? You got a small penis. <laughs> uh, all the other, I mean, that's whenever I started, you know, just like not really giving a crap. I've heard it all. I've heard it all. I was giving snappy comebacks and everything like that as well. So, that was school for me, man. That was school. You know what else I used to hate? I used to hate whenever uh, your classmates would grade your papers. Do you guys ever remember that? Send me a voice clip if if there was any time during school wherever the teacher would be like, Alright guys, take out your homework from last night and then give it to the person right next to you. We're going to grade each other's papers. It's like, ah, oh, crap. I, it's like, if you're like, if you're not smart, you know, if you weren't like the smartest kid in class and you were struggling... Then, <laughs> you know, that was your worst nightmare. Giving your paper to somebody else to grade a student. Then next thing you know, during lunch, people are going to start talking crap about you. Being, man, this dude said that 2 plus 2 is like 46, man. And so right there in his paper, I took a picture. Here, look, this kid's dumb. <laughs> that was my worst nightmare, man. Oh, algebra, man. Algebra be whooping my butt. Oh, man. Shoot. What else is new? What else is new? I was going to talk about something else, man, but something that had to do with high school. And then I lost it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Crushes. You guys ever notice that whenever you're in high school and you have a crush on somebody? And I'm, I'm talking like friends. Like if you are friends with the opposite sex. You know, you've been friends for a very long time. Next thing, and then you start to develop these feelings. Next thing you know, you let those feelings out, and you let that person know how you feel about them, and then they get all weird and stuff like that. All of a sudden, you can't be friends no more. And that's how it is today. People, you know, friendships break because of the dumbest things. So what if I have a crush on you? So what? We can't just go out and get a smoothie. We can't go and see a movie no more. <sighs> well, we can't hang out. Am I a freak? I was like, come on now, people. Like, come on now. It's terrible, too. You guys ever been in that situation wherever you, you're friends with the opposite sex 
I know you have a, you know, if you're a dude, I'm, let's t- like, if you're a dude and, you know, you've known this girl for a long time, you guys hang out, you know, she's your pal, she's your buddy, the next thing you know, you get a little older, and then you're in high school, then all of a sudden, you know, your friend starts looking real good, and then you say, you know what, I want to be more than friends with this girl, and then whenever you express your feelings, you know, you're just like, hey, you know what, I like you. You know, I want to be more than friends with you. And that's thing you know, she says, oh, I don't see you that way. And then it's weird. Man, it's weird. And guys will be getting hurt over that. <laughs> she doesn't like me. <laughs> it's like, I've known her for years. She, she, doesn't, she doesn't like me. Quiet. Quiet. Move on. I don't know. I don't know why it's like that, people. I really don't. You know, and guys would do that too. You know, if if a girl... If a girl comes out and says that, you know, if your girl best friend comes out and says that she likes you and all of a sudden, you know, she gets rejected, then, uh, I don't know, it's like innocent, uh, guys will do that too. Guys will be like, ah, oh, now she's weird and I don't want to hang around her because now every time she sees me, she's going to get those feelings and, I don't know, man, it's weird. It's like, how come we all just like, how come we all just can't take rejection and move on, Right? I don't know, some of these people, some of the people in the world walk around as if, like, the world owes them something. <laughs> as in a way, you know, it's like, if you get rejected, then that's, like, the worst thing that happens in the world, you know. As in, like, oh, I expect you to like me. Like, you're supposed to like me. I did all this thing. You're supposed to like me. Uh, no, not really, man. Not really, you know. The whole world is not going to say yes to you. And that's what some of you guys need to understand. Like, the world does not owe you something. You were going to get rejected. But how you handle that rejection is up to you. And that kind of shows your maturity. You know what I'm saying? So I think that, you know, if you get turned down and then all of a sudden, you know, you get mad about it. You go, oh, man, here's, here's the worst thing. You go and you tell your friends about how you got rejected and uh, how she's like the scum of the earth and all that. <laughs> all that Ladies, too. You know, I know some of you girls talk. And, you know, girl, girls will be gossiping about the dude. Well, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I never liked him anyway. I heard he had a small penis. And I heard that he was stupid. He said 2 plus 2 was 46. Kaylee graded his paper. I mean, he's stupid. I never liked him anyway. You know, that shows how, that shows your maturity level. You know what I'm saying? So if you handled rejection like that, whenever whenever a, a guy or a girl said reject rejects you, I mean, let me rephrase that. I'm talking too fast. So if you act that way whenever a guy or girl rejects you, how are you going to handle rejection whenever you're going for like a big job interview, right? (laughs) You know, whenever you have an interview to become like CEO of a company, and then what, what, what are you going to do? You're going to go home, you're going to write a big old Facebook post about how, you know, how Kellogg's or, or freaking... What's a big old company? My dad used to work for Coca-Cola, right? So you, <laughs> say if you're ever a big job at Coca-Cola, you're going to run the whole dang thing. This thing, and, and it's like you have your resume, you know, you had good, you have good experience, everything, you know, all your ducks are lined up, but then all of a sudden, the dude that's interview, the, the dude or the woman that's interviewing you says, you know what, we just don't find you suitable for the job. What are you going to do? You're going to go home gonna write a facebook post about it three pages you're gonna go on instagram and rant about it like i i think how you handle rejection shows your maturity level that's what i 
You know, that's what I learned. And there's some of you guys handle rejection to the point where it's just like, man, it's like I thought this girl was like 29, man. She acts like she's five. <laughs> Be like, really? That you got to do all that just because a guy said he doesn't like you like that? Oh, man, you better check yourself before you really, really wreck yourself, man. And I say, guys, and I speak from experience, too. You know, I speak from experience, especially with co-workers, all right? Now, I'm going to tell you guys a story because everything that I talk about, I can relate to in some way, shape, or form. Now, when I graduated high school, I took a cart-pushing job at Walmart. I was a cart-pusher, all right? And I've been working there for about half a year. And then all of a sudden, new girl comes, new employee, and she she's a cashier. And so every now and then, you know, we'd see each other, you know, we, we, we'd see each other, you know, I'd say hi. And, and she was good looking, too. She she was nice. And, and every now and then, you know, we'd say hi to each other. And then I found out that she lives like two houses down from me. <laughs> and. And so I was, and so I was seeing her like every single day. Anytime I was gonna go to the park and play basketball and all that other fun stuff, you know, she'd be out, you know, doing something. She'd be outside by her house, you know, talking to her uncle or something like that. And then, and it got to the point where it's like we just started hanging out regularly, man. And you know how it is whenever you're hanging out with a girl and, you know, dudes. You know, if you guys are hanging out with a girl and, you know, you guys are friends, you guys are the best of friends and, you know, you see each other every day at work. You guys basically have the same schedule, the same days off that you have, she has off. And then this thing, you know, you know, you start get, developing some feelings. You start developing these things I like to call feelings. And then you know how it is whenever you whenever you develop feeling for somebody and then all of a sudden. You know, those feelings just build up and build up and build up to the point where it's just like you have to let it out. You know, you're convinced in a way that this girl likes you, too. You know, and you know, like you're going on YouTube and you're looking up how to tell if a girl likes you, signs to tell if a girl likes you, subtle signs that tells you if a girl likes you or not. And then you <laughs> and then you come and then. And then you form this thing in your head that says that, you know, out of the 14 signs, that out of the 14 signs on YouTube, you know, the girl that you like gave you like 10. Yeah, that was me. Okay. So I went for it. And like I said, I had feelings. And when you feel strongly about something or someone, the longer you hold it in, you know, it's going to kill you. And so I went on and I did like the most childish thing ever. All right. I texted this girl like a three paragraph kind of sort of text about how I felt about her, how I, I told her, you know, I can't just be friends with you. You know, you know, we should date and yada, 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 all that fun stuff. And then she hit me with a rejection text that said, uh, I can't be friends with you. I'm t- I'm t- <laughs> oh, I effed that up. She didn't say that. Uh <laughs> She said, she said uh, that she just saw me as just a friend and all the other fun stuff. And she said that she hopes that this doesn't destroy our friendship and all that other fun stuff. So I got the rejection text. And people, let me tell you, I was devastated. I really was because I really did like this girl. And then 
And at that point, I did, I wasn't working at Walmart anymore. I was working somewhere else. I believe I was running dishes at a restaurant, but and I wasn't working anymore. So, I mean, I knew that if I was to go into work and see her face, I would have been embarrassed knowing that she turned me down. So, that happened, and then I was like, ah, all right. And then I just stopped talking to her. I stopped. I wasn't a man about it. I wasn't an adult. I was childish. I know, I just stopped talking to her. And then time went on. I went to Job Corps and all that other fun stuff, which, by the way, in another episode, I have to tell you about my experience with Job Corps. Shoot. <laughs> then I went to Job Corps, and then, you know, we just kind of... I had a birthday. I spent my birthday over there at Job Corps, and she texted, and she wrote on my timeline on Facebook, happy birthday. You know, I miss her. I was, like, 20 at the time. I turned 20. She said, happy birthday. I miss our talks. Because we used to have, like, deep intellectual conversations. And so, and then, you know, I just, and by the time I you know, we weren't talking as much. And, uh, and you know, I just lost all contact with her. And, I don't know. So, you know how that, so don't do what I did, you know. But then again, this was back, this was back in 2017, 2017, and, you know, so I've changed. So, you know, people change, and now I learned it's just like, you know what, I don't know, man, it's just like, be friends, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes I tell these girls, sometimes... You know, if I'm hanging out with a girl or whatnot, you know, we're just friends and all, ask him out on a date, you know, they'll reject me. And then all of a sudden they just get weird. I say, hey, well, you know, that doesn't mean that we can't be friends, though, man. And then all of a sudden, you know, they don't want to be friends. Oh, no, man, it's weird. But I don't know. I learned. I learned. It's like you can ask, you can ask your girl, you can ask your best girlfriend or your best boyfriend out if you're, if you're a girl, you know, you know, you, you can ask, you can ask them out. And get rejected and still be friends. I mean, ain't nothing wrong with that. I mean, especially if you're an adult. If you're an adult, you know, just handle it like an adult. Don't do what I did a couple years ago. I didn't handle it like an adult. I handled it like a kid. I just stopped talking to her. Don't be doing that. All right. Learn from my mistakes. And I've learned from my mistakes, too. So now it's just like, eh. Now it's just, whenever girls just start getting weird. And I know whenever girls... Uh, I mean, let's not call them, let's call them women, okay, whenever women just start getting weird, you know, you know, it's, you know, sometimes I check them on it, you know, I'd be like, hey, you know, when we were hanging out, you know, we were good, you know, we were talking, and all of a sudden I asked you, well, and then next thing you know, you know, you don't want to talk no more, they're like, oh, so what, we can't be friends, oh, no, well, you know, I just got real busy, blah, 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 and, um, I mean, you, you know how it is, uh-huh, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, don't, I mean, every now and then, I mean, I'll still reach out to them and be like, hey, you know, how you doing? How's your day? You know, I mean, like, I still care. I'm a good person or whatnot. And that's exactly how you guys should treat it, man. I mean, if you get rejected, at least be cordial with them. Like, don't act as if, like, you're mad or you're sad about it. You know, be cordial. Reach out to them and be like, hey, how's your day? You know, hey, I, I heard you had a job interview. How's the job? How, how did it go? Did you get the job? Right? Show that you care something. Show that you're not butthurt about it you know what i'm saying you know there we go i got four minutes remaining before they shut me down you know and then you know you could try to ask them out again 
I mean, but it's two, it's 2019 nowadays, you know, no one really wants to go out there, just want to sit at home and post selfies all dang day. Um, but that's that, at least show that you care or whatnot. Be a friend, right? You know, nowadays some adults are acting like little kids. That makes me mad. Um, what else? Anyway, I don't know. So I guess that's it for today's podcast. I have no idea exactly what I'm going to call it. But if you guys want to reach out to me on social media, if you guys want to DM me and ask me questions or whatnot, my Instagram should be down below. It's Rudd's World. You, know, you guys can DM me or whatnot. Uh, my YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's Rudd. And... Yeah, I post videos every day and all the other fun stuff. So feel free to like them and comment down below because I take suggestions and requests and all the other fun stuff. And I do my best to fulfill those requests, especially the Michael Jackson uh, videos that I've been reacting to. Some of them have been taken down for copywriting. So I'm very careful about what I post on there and all the other fun stuff. So you guys can go check me out on YouTube. All right. Other than that, hope you guys have a blessed day. Right. I know, I know, I know. Thanksgiving is coming up. Chris. Anyway, yeah, Thanksgiving is coming up, so I hope that you guys have a very safe Thanksgiving. And on all the holidays and stuff like that. Be nice to your family. You know what I'm saying? Text your family. Call your family that you haven't seen in a long time. Some of you guys are disowning your family and stuff like that. Because, you know, they're stupid or, you know, mom wouldn't let you hang out with your friends. I, I don't know what, I don't know what you teenagers do nowadays or what you adults do. But anyway, I hope you guys have a very safe Thanksgiving and holiday season. I love you all. Thank you guys for your support. I love you. All right. Peace.